Welcome to the You Can Have It All podcast, brought to you by me, Emma Naylor, Life Purpose and Career Coach. This podcast is for the ambitious and motivated individuals who are ready to take the next step in their life and turn their dreams into their everyday reality, to guide them to live a life of fulfillment within their career, purpose and beyond, and to show them that you really can have it all. Welcome back to the You Can Have It All podcast. I am so excited that we're coming with another episode. Firstly, Happy New Year. I know we're in February, but it still feels like I really want to continue celebrating that new 2022 energy. Um, I really wonder when we have to stop saying Happy New Year, but for now, I'm still happy to say it. I just wanted to fill you in on everything that's sort of been going on in the last few months, the end of 2021. Um, It was crazy, but it's also been an even crazier and amazing start to 2022. Back in December, there was so much going around sort of about new year, new me, really sort of setting those goals up, setting yourself up for an amazing 2022. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you will have seen that I was very much encouraging my community to start in mid-December. More on that a little bit later. When it came to the start of 2022, I really went all in. I didn't specifically set really, really high goals, but I definitely set things that I wanted to achieve in 2022. The first thing that I achieved in 2022 in January was I hit my biggest month ever, which was at £10,000. Now, the reason I'm sharing that with you is not because I'm sitting here to say, look at me, I hit all this money. The reason I want to do that is because that wasn't actually a goal of mine. I had a set goal of people that I wanted to serve. I took away the money factor and looked at the people I wanted to serve. Now, when I first went into coaching, I didn't do it for the money. I did it because I knew that it was what my life's purpose was. My life's purpose was to serve others and be that support network, that mentor, that coach, that guiding light that they needed in to navigate this crazy world. So when I hit £10,000 in one month, it absolutely felt amazing. And the reason it felt amazing is because I didn't have to burn myself out. I didn't have to overwork. I didn't have to do a million other things that I used to think I had to do to be successful. What this has shown me is how aligned I am with the work that I'm doing. And as I said, the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want to show you that when you live in alignment with what you're doing, when you have a deeper purpose for what it is that you're doing every single day, things will come much easier to you. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I worked two hours a day and basically sat on a beach and did nothing. I worked hard, but I also worked smart. I understood how to serve my clients better. I understood where I had to outsource. I understood and started to navigate what was generating me business and what was allowing me to be the best coach and what wasn't. Now, when it comes to this working hard ethic, so many of us are conditioned to think that we have to work until burnout to be successful. And I really want to share on this podcast around Now that January is over, now that we're all sort of over the new year, new me goals, 
what is the next step? January was also a great year, a great year, a great month for me in a personal way as I turned 30. So turning 30 for me was something that I was absolutely effing petrified about. And I think the reason I was so petrified was because I hadn't achieved all of these things that I thought a 30-year-old should have achieved. I remember being 21 and thinking, by the time I'm 30, I will have done all of these things. I'll be married with three children. I'll be making millions of pounds a year. I'll be living in my forever home. Now, I'm not sitting here and saying that I haven't been able to manifest and work for all these amazing things. You know, I look at my reality in my life right now and it is worlds away from where I thought I would be at 30. But I just wanted to share that because I remember feeling the exact same at 18 and 21 and then 25. And I know that I'll feel the exact same way about turning 40 and 50. And I sit here now thinking, well, by the time I'm 40, I will have achieved all these amazing things. And actually, sometimes we're the ones that put that time pressure on ourselves. We're the ones that stunt our growth because we're so petrified about not reaching a certain point that we just forget to enjoy the journey. All we want to do is get to the end goal. So that's sort of how my year of 2022 started. But the reason I wanted to come on here and sort of start back again with the podcast was because I really want to use this platform every week to share different topics, to share different things that are going on. I think there's so much being consumed on Instagram and TikTok at the moment. And for me, I've really started banning myself from spending so much time on social platforms. And I've definitely been indulging a lot more in podcasts. So I really, really want to follow with sort of what I'm finding useful and start releasing again podcasts every Wednesday around lunchtime. So if you are interested in being the first to know about the podcast, make sure that you subscribe so you can be the first to hear the new episodes. So this week's podcast is all around now January is over, now what? So when we talk about January, there is so much pressure around goals and hitting things and making it the best year yet. And I know there are so many of you that are sat there thinking, yeah, that's absolutely me. (laughs) So as you probably would have seen, I was sharing with my community around starting now. This was back in December, starting now, not waiting until January to start. Most people thought I was crazy thinking, what would be the point in starting now? What would be the point in starting mid-December when actually we can just sort of wait until the new year, which is a normal time to start goals? When it comes to starting goals, starting at midweek, end of a week, mid-month, starting something new around that time feels really unnatural. And I really invite you to ask yourself, how many times have you said, I'll start on Monday? I may as well start next month. I'll start in January. I don't know a single person who has never let that phrase leave their lips. What happens in January or the start of the month or start of a quarter, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of it coming from ourselves, but also external factors to need and that needing, that feeling of needing to change everything all at once, which essentially can lead back to lots of setbacks, diminishing motivation. And as we all know, on paper, it's amazing to have everything, to, you know, have those goals, have those clear visions, which really allow us to focus on moving forward and kind of reaching our full potential. However, when we kind of hit a bump in the road, when we've tried to overhaul our whole life in one go, 
it can lead to real disappointment because we feel like we're failing. We feel like we should be able to do these a million things. And actually, in reality, we have set ourselves up to fail. When I talk about failure, I hate that word. So many of you will know I absolutely hate the word failure. There is no such thing as failure. It's just redirection. It's just the universe saying to us, that's not right. Hey, you've made a wrong turn here. But actually, for the sake of this, failure occurs when we aren't setting aligned goals. When I talk about aligned goals, we're talking about setting those goals that actually mean something to us, that are actually important to us. And as much as we want to believe that we can change overnight and we can hit all of these goals, as much as we're driven and as much as we want them, we generally can't hit them. And more importantly, as I said, when it comes to goals, there are goals that we don't usually need to hit. For example, there was sort of this whole thing during lockdown where everyone wanted to be able to run 5k. As great as that is, for so many people it wasn't important, but there was almost this pressure to be able to run 5k, to set that as a goal and be able to post it on your social media. When we talk about setting aligned goals, it's about understanding why we're going for those goals, why they're important for us. And if they're not important for us and we can't establish why we want to hit them, then it's definitely worth reconsidering why that has actually become a goal in the first place. So it's true, waiting until January or the start of a new week or the start of a new month is a waste of time because we could have essentially spent that time already working towards our next goal, whether it be a healthier lifestyle or a certain amount of money and savings or a specific business goal. Plus, if you don't manage to start straight away, let's say, for example, you start on a Thursday, there's no need to wait until the following Monday or the following month or the following year to start again. There's never going to be a perfectly right or wrong time to set a new challenge. So let's start moving away. Let's not say to ourselves, let's wait until the start of March. Let's wait until the next quarter. Let's wait until the next Monday. God, let's not even wait until the next hour. Let's start making action now and not fall into the trap of waiting and wasting another year, waiting till 2023 to set new goals. I want to share with you five tips that you can implement today now that January is over and you may be sitting there going, I haven't hit my goals. I've already fallen off. Now what am I doing? So first of all, don't try and overhaul your life at once. As I mentioned before, this is where so many of us are really, really falling down. Focus on setting some measurable, aligned, fun goals, like exercising twice a week, doing a meat-free Monday, or applying for a certain amount of jobs in a certain week. Once you've hit that target for the first month or so, you can start incorporating other areas into your life or you can also increase those goals. So what I'm saying is it's okay to have a number of goals in different areas of your life, but you don't have to start them all in one day. The next thing is don't forget to celebrate yourself. And again, anyone who knows me well will know that I always fall down on this. I do not celebrate my wins enough. I often focus on the end goal rather than focusing on what I've achieved on the journey. And actually, over the last few months, I've become so much better at celebrating my wins along the way. 
rather than waiting to ultimately just celebrate the goal at the end. It will keep you going. It will keep you motivated. It will keep you aligned and it will keep you on track. The third one is making yourself accountable. Buddying up with someone, investing in a mentor, investing in a coach, having a trusted friend or a therapist, sharing what your aims are, what your goals are and getting them to check in on you. One of the things that I'm really trying to create in the community that I have online, and I'll leave the link below um, on the Next Level Collective, is I want people to find others who are in the same situation of them, who are going on this journey, who feel that they need that accountability. For me, early on and also now in my journey of personal and growth, personal development and growth, it's been so imperative to my journey and my growth and my success that I've had that accountability group. I have different groups of ladies that I check in with. You know, I have the ladies who are more spiritual. I have the ladies who are more business focused. I have the ladies who are very much creating a space where we can just vent everything that's going on in our business and everything that we're really, really struggling with. I've also recently invested in a PT. For me, that has been so important to have accountability when it comes to my fitness goals. Now, I'm not saying that you have to pay for all of these services. There are so many free opportunities to find a mentor or to start your own free group. Starting your own free accountability group is amazing as well. And there are so many options that mean you have those people that you can check in with, share your goals, share your aims, and allow you to all keep on that journey together. The fourth one is quite similar, um, and it's around asking for support if you need it. Here is your permission set if you need this, that you don't have to do everything yourself. You are allowed to outsource. You are allowed to ask for help. You're allowed to put your hand up if it's at work and say to one of your co-workers or colleagues or managers, hey, listen, I'm really struggling with this. I would like some support. Or you're able to turn around to, you know, someone in the gym and say, hey, listen, I'm trying to practice my deadlifts and I don't really know what I'm doing. Could you help me? Being able to ask for support is not a sign of weakness. And I absolutely used to think it was. What I've now realized is it's I'm confident enough and happy enough within myself to know that I can't do everything, that my area of genius isn't everything. I have the specific things that I'm good at, but then there are other things that I'm not so strong at, and that's fine too. And being able to ask for help is the most empowering thing ever. The final one is around timelines. So when it comes to goal setting, I don't set specific dates, I set timelines. I prefer to focus on a general timeline for achieving my goals without putting them off until a fresh start or without saying this has to be done in this time frame. So for example, with the 10K month, it wasn't something that was really in my reality or thought would be in my reality for the first six months of this year. I said, once I hit that goal, I'll be able to invest in certain things in my business. I've hit that goal a lot earlier than I thought I would. So therefore the timeline has moved forward. It's not about the date, but it's about the timeline and about the journey. Often when we set specific dates and we don't hit them, we give up. And that's the last thing we want to be doing with goals. So now that we are in February, it's so important that if we didn't get to where we wanted to in January, if we fell off the bandwagon as such, it's really important to pick ourselves up again and not let us, not let that derail where we want this year to go. Remember, there's 12 months. Just because the first month didn't go to plan 
It doesn't mean that the other 11 months have to be a write-off. Or if your January was absolutely amazing and you hit all your goals and you are exactly where you want to be, keep that momentum going. Keep that energy up. The reason I really wanted to do this episode was because around February is this really weird time where we're kind of settling into the new year, the adrenaline from the start of the year is sort of fading away. And I really want to invite you to think about how you feel at the end of the year if you have been one of those people who hasn't stuck to their goals, or if you have been one of those people who stuck to your goals, what can you do again this year that will make sure that you continue to do the same? And for those who at the end of every year say next year will be different, let's actually make this year different. Let's set those achievable, aligned, wholesome goals that actually add value to us and get rid of those shitty, misaligned goals that don't actually benefit you in any way. I really, really want you to use this January, not as a month to reflect on what what hasn't gone right, or the fact that things haven't gone to plan, or if even if you have had a good start, I really, really want you to use this February to your advantage and know that this is the turning point in the year, which for you can make 2022 the most incredible year for you. I really want to leave you with this thought, which is at what point do we surrender and realize we have to make change? Because I guarantee that so so many of those goals on your to-do list and your New Year's resolutions list have been the same goals for the last however many years. And I'm a massive culprit of that. And last year was the first year that I changed those goals. I did aligned goals to me. And it is the best year, 2021, that I had for myself, for my business, because I actually leaned in and listened to what I needed. So I invite you to have an overhaul of the goals that you set for this year. Keep the ones that feel aligned, add more that feel aligned and bin the ones that are not serving you and are not getting you any closer to where you need to be. I really hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode. As I said, there'll be a new episode next Wednesday. I'm super excited to continue this journey of growing the podcast. Thank you so much for your support as always. And I'm wishing you a wonderful and beautiful rest of your week. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. Make sure you subscribe to be the first to know about new episodes. Hello and welcome back to the You Can Have It All podcast with me, Emma Naylor. I am so excited to be coming back with a new episode. I have not recorded a podcast episode since the start of the year. Now, I wanted to share a little bit about why. And when I was thinking about what I wanted this episode to be about, I really wanted to share the realities of running your own business and the realities that many, many people don't actually share or talk about. It's not the sexy, fun stuff. It's not the inspiring, motivational stuff. It's the stuff that is behind the scenes, the stuff that is hard, the nitty gritty, the roller coaster of emotions of clients, of all of these things, running a team, managing people, outsourcing, understanding all of the needs that the business has 
plus your own needs. So I really, really wanted to start by just really sharing kind of where I'm at at the moment and just to kind of see if this resonates with anyone. Now, of course, I started this year off, you know, very, very hopeful knowing that 2022 would be the most incredible year. And the first few months were amazing. Month three in March, there was so much going on in my personal life that it did take a toll on my business. Now, before this all happened, I was very much in the mindset of I could continue working, I could continue moving through it. But fundamentally what happened was my life had to take priority. One of the reasons I started my own business was so that I didn't have to answer to anyone. So that if things did go wrong in my personal life or I needed some time off or I needed some space away, I didn't have to answer to anyone. Now, for me, I was so thankful that during this really difficult period of time, I was able to take a step back from my business. I was able to rearrange with a lot of my clients. I was able to change some of my commitments. And I built such a good community and network around me that I was able just to say, you know what, I really, really do need two or three weeks off, which is what I took off. Now that we're going into Q2, I am trying to pick up again and really continue building. Now, is it hard? Absolutely it's hard. It's hard when you've taken the period of time off. But I have to keep reminding myself, I've set up this business. I've built this business. There's no wrong and right way. And I know that a lot of the time, that's my corporate head telling me things should be done in a certain way. Why am I not doing it this way? I should be doing this. Now, as I said, the reason I wanted to do this podcast is I really wanted to share the reality of running your own business, the good, the bad, the ugly, and sort of everything in between. So let's start with the good. So the beauty of running your own business, I mean, it's pretty obvious. You run your own schedule, you pick who you work with, how you work, where you work from, you get to decide the offerings and everything that you do. Now, All of that is amazing to me. I'm so thankful that every day I get to pick up, you know, what I want to do. I get to drop what I don't want to do. And I really get to decide how my life looks, not not just today, but really, really building it for the future. And again, I'm so thankful that in the middle of the day, I can get up and go on a walk or go see a friend for lunch or grab a coffee with my mum or take the dog on a walk or whatever it is that I want to do in the middle of the day, I can. I don't work a normal nine to five working hours. I'm not sitting at a desk in someone else's office. It is really, really what they say it is of building your own dream life. Now, all of the things that we want, of course, also have to to mean that there's areas that we're probably going to have to pick up that we don't love. Now, One of the things that I really struggled with, and I've got a lot of clients at the moment, especially with my new employee to entrepreneur um, mastermind that's starting in May. Something that people are really, really struggling with is, and and this is something I struggle with, is when I do have those days where I don't feel motivated and I don't feel like I want to do anything, it's being able to switch off and say, okay, listen, if I don't do this today, it's not the end of the world. I work for myself. I don't have to do it. I can shut my laptop and say, today is a day that I'm not going to work. 
One thing I massively miss is having that community and that support and those people around me to pick me up and say, hey, listen, you can do it, carry on going, but also being able to say to me, hey, listen, I feel like there's something going on. Do you want to talk about it? What's happening? Let me see if I can support you. And something that I've really worked on since becoming my own boss and running my own business is surrounding myself with women who are in this industry, who understand the day-to-day struggles that happen. So for me, I think one of the big things and one, one element of running your own business that I don't really think people speak about enough is that element of loneliness that you can have if you aren't actively making an effort to go out and meet people and network and have women around you and set up accountability calls and and set up group networks and meetings and lunches and whatever they are. It's so important and I don't think it is spoken about enough. Um, And it's absolutely something that I'm so passionate about that when I'm building the groups, when I'm building this mastermind, one of the really big things I want to do is create a space with women who can come and share and lift each other up and make each other feel great and empowered. I had a client the other day that I was talking to and we were discussing that in the corporate world, it's very much about competition. And in this world, you know, the the, the women working in their own business and the coaching world and the wellness world, it is all about collaboration over competition. And that for me is such a big pillar. When I'm building something, I want to create this element of collaboration. If there's someone I can introduce you to, I would absolutely do that. If there's someone who I want to bring into the mastermind, you know, I've got my social media manager coming in. I believe that she could be an asset to all of these other women. I don't see it as if she's working with them and working with me, it's competition. I want to collaborate. And for me, I don't think it's spoken about enough. I think the other thing that we really, really don't speak about enough, and again, I'm really lifting the lid on the things about the reality of what it is like running your own business, is those days of self-doubt. Now, I would be lying, and this is me being 100% vulnerable, 100% honest. I would be lying if I said that some days I open my laptop and think, what am I doing? There are genuinely some days where I think, how did I leave a secure salaried role, knowing what my paycheck was going to come, knowing the bonuses I was going to get, knowing I had, and I say in inverted commas, stability, to take a leap of faith a year ago and become a coach. Now, I have the proof that I can do this. I have the testimonials from clients. I have the invoices from clients. I have the money in my bank account to prove However, my brain often tells me and will try and convince me, I don't know what I'm doing. You're never going to make money again. You're never going to sign a client again. And I'm in the space now where I can tap into those tools that I've been given to say, Emma, you know why you're here. You know what's going on. I have my rituals. I have my practices in place. I can ground myself again and I can come out the other end knowing that this is exactly what I meant to do. But as I said, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that those thoughts come into my head. But the amazing thing about where I am now is I'm able to deal with them head on because I have the tools and the strategies and the tips from having invested in myself, from having 
coaches around me from doing the work on myself and knowing that actually this is exactly what I meant to be doing. But I don't, again, think it's spoken enough about running your own business and the struggles that come up and the battle, whatever industry that you're in, the battle that comes up in our own heads sometimes. But as I said, it's about having the tools and having creating this toolbox for yourself and knowing how to get yourself out of that kind of funk and back into your genius and what you're doing. And that really leads me on to talking about transparency. Now, when you're running your own business, it's so easy to become overwhelmed with the competition, with what everyone else is doing, with the social media buzzwords, with the reels, the stories, the Instagram, you know, sold out coach or, you know, I've run out of stock on my e-commerce site. And it's so easy to get into that again, that energy of comparison. And again, when I first started coaching, I was comparing myself to every other business owner and every other coach. And I was comparing my day one to their day 600. Now, even if you have both been coaching or both been owning your own company for the same amount of time, we have to remember that we're on different journeys. But again, it's so easy with social media to get trapped in this energy of I need to compare myself, I need to copy what they're doing, I need to see what they're doing. And actually, the thing that makes you different is you. Whether you're a wellness practitioner, whether you create your own clothes, whatever it is that you do, you are the differentiator to that other brand and that's what's unique to you. Now, if we were all doing the same thing, There would be nothing unique about anything that we're offering. However, it's still so easy to fall back into that trap. So those for me are the main things that again, I don't think are spoken enough about in the industry. I really, really do feel like there's a lot of sharing about all of the wins that we have and all of the great things that we have. And again, that comes with that comparison. And I was having a conversation with, um, with a potential client the other day and she was looking at signing up to my, as I said, my mastermind that's starting in May, the um, employee, I can't even speak, employee to entrepreneur. Um, And she was saying, well, what can you guarantee? Are you going to guarantee that I'm going to make this money? Are you going to guarantee that I'm going to sell this much and have this many views to my website? Now, there are so many coaches and um, teachers and, and practitioners and mentors out there talking about, I will get you five, 10, 20, 30, 40K months, whatever it is. And actually, for me, the way that I really, really work and the way that I've really, I felt kind of kept my head screwed on and been able to actually grow month on month is not by having tips and tricks, you know, selling the tips and tricks that we can do in the sales strategy. Mine has been more on the overall strategy and that's what I continue to do month on month. Yes, have I hit 10K months? Yeah, I did. I hit a 10K month in January and I absolutely loved it. But it wasn't the defining moment in my career. For me, I think the defining moment in my career was when I signed my first paying client and then I got my second one and my third one and testimonials. And those for me are so much more important. So I really invite you to think about you know, what is it that you're comparing yourself to? Are you setting yourself up to grow? a sustainable big business? Or are you setting yourself up to have those quick wins, but in the long run aren't actually going to work for you? 
Now, the reason I want to share that again is the, is the transparency when running your own business. We can all get so consumed with 10K months, buzzwords, get sold out, all of these words that us as business owners want. When you take that leap to go and run your own business, if someone could give you a magic potion that would say, right, here, take this, you're going to hit X, Y, and Z in your business, we would do it. But I'm going to be really honest, there's no easy way and there's no easy shortcuts. Now, everyone's businesses that we see are at different stages. We're at a completely different journey. There could be someone that's been running their business same amount of time as us, but they started the inner work three years earlier. They're not in the same place as you. They're in a different place. And one thing that's so important to me, and I'm sure you can hear how passionate I am about this, is not just going for the quick wins, going for the buzzwords and going for those instant hits. It's about really pulling it back and understanding, yes, 10K months are great, but actually, why am I here? Why am I running this business? I, let's say, for example, I'm a PT. The reason I'm running this business is because of my experience in the wellness industry. It's all focused on physical transformation. And my journey shows that that's not what's important. I want to teach other women how the physical element is not the most important. And it's all about the inner work. That's my passion. That's my driver. When we're focused on what it is that we came here to do, the money will come. And I often have to remind myself of this as well. If I go a few days, a few weeks without a clarity call, without signing a client, I can often revert back to, I want those quick wins. I just want to sign clients left, right and center and get the money in. And actually I trust and know that the right clients will come to me. I don't have to implement these quick and easy sales tactics. I want to build a sustainable business that's going to be here for the next however many years, not burn through it and hit those instant months without a plan and a strategy to grow. So I wanna share my top five tips on how I stay in control of that because I'm sure there are so many of you listening to this right now who are going, I'm so glad I heard that because I thought it was just me that struggled. I thought it was just me that had those intrusive thoughts about the fact that I'm not running a good business. I thought it was just me that kept doing that comparison. So the first thing is having a really, really simple ritual that can bring you back down. So whether that is EFT tapping, whether that's breath work, whether it's meditation, whether it's doing something that I call a brain dump, where I literally get a pen and paper and I write everything down that's making me feel anxious, throw it all on paper, go out for a 10 minute walk, reset, and then come back in. So the first one is having that instant ritual that you can literally do straight away when you're feeling a little bit anxious. The second thing is surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and on a similar journey to you. So I have a catch up on a Monday morning with a fellow coach. Um, We speak for about 45 minutes to an hour and we basically chat about all the things that are coming up for us, all the goals that we've got set that week. And then we will kind of voice note throughout the week, check in with each other and see where we're at. I also have a few other accountability groups, a few girls that I'm always in conversation with who also run their own businesses. And it really allows me to feel less lonely and actually speak to other women who are having the same things that are coming up. The third thing is setting non-negotiables for myself. So really setting those boundaries of when I'm happy to work, 
when I'm not happy to work, if a client wants to book a session, you know, I'm really, really clear on when I work, when I don't work, if it works for me and having those non-negotiables. And again, they're not set in stone. They can change and evolve as your business changes and evolves if you go from working full-time to part-time your availability changes. But setting those non-negotiables is fundamentally the most important thing. Number four is looking after my mental and physical well-being. It's really easy when you are running your own business for everything else to go on the back burner. It's really easy to cut out going to the gym, cut out journaling, cut out mindfulness, all of these things that we feel are replaceable. And I will hold my hands up and say, those are the first things that go. When I'm super busy in my business, I can say, I don't need the gym today, I can skip the gym. And again, it's not about the physical, it's about the movement, it's about loving myself, it's about looking after my body and putting myself first. So that for me is again, a non-negotiable, the physical and mental well-being. The final one, and this is something that it took me a really, really long time to realize is if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. Now, so many of us in our businesses see people doing certain ways, you know, masterminds or one-to-one coaching, group coaching, podcasts, Instagram lives, whatever it is. If something doesn't feel good, do not do it because it's not going to be aligned with how your audience are going to receive it. And that actually links on really well to why I hadn't done a podcast episode. I did a podcast episode at the start of the year and then I felt so disconnected from it. I knew that every time I went to record, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel aligned. It didn't feel natural. It didn't feel organic. It felt forced and pushed. And when I went to record this podcast episode, I was thinking, I have to do a big thing about it. I've got to make sure everyone knows there's a new episode. I need to relaunch it again. And actually, that's not what it's about. It's about doing things that feel really good because I promise you, it will land in the hands of the right person. Whether you put things on Instagram that you think you should be doing or sending out newsletters that you think your audience want, you have to do things that are aligned to you because I promise you they will land in the right hands and that's when you're going to start building those relationships with people. Whatever it is that you're doing, you have to make sure that you're loving it and enjoying it because it's very, very clear and obvious when someone isn't loving what they're doing anymore and then they're trying to deliver it to their ideal audience and none of it's landing because it's not genuine, it's not heartfelt, it's not coming from a place of passion, it's coming from a place of lack and it's coming from a place of, I think I should be doing this when I don't really want to do it. I actually don't believe in what I'm saying right now. That I, I, I don't believe that what I'm saying is gonna resonate and land with people, no one cares. You know, All of these things, it's really easy to spiral. It has to come from that place of love, that place from passion. And you'd much rather have it land with 10 people and 10 people like it and 10 people engage with it than 100 people liking it, but it not landing with anyone or hundreds of people listening to your podcast, but it's actually not relevant for anyone, but it will be relevant for specific people. As I said, the reason I wanted to do this episode, and it's something that I get asked a lot in my DMs by fellow coaches or also practitioners or people who are kind of on the on the service-based business online is what did you do? And actually, as much as I love sharing the things that I did do, I also want to lift the lid on the things that 
we don't need to do. I want to lift on the I want to lift the lid on the things that seem hard and difficult and make people aware that this is real. You know, there is real struggles of running your own business. But for me, the positives of running my own business massively outweigh the struggles because the struggles I can work through and I can get through and I can continue building and doing that work on myself. And that's where it's so important. We're constantly growing, we're constantly working and the biggest thing that we can do is keep going. It's when we give up, that's when it's over and that's when we go, I can't do this anymore. But it's about continuing to grow. It's about being honest and being vulnerable with yourself. And remember my one big thing that I just finished of, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. I really, really hope that this solo episode has resonated with some of you. Um, As I said, I'm gonna be lifting the lid a little bit more on running your own business, the struggles that I've come up with, and I really, really wanna get vulnerable. And I will be inviting guests on the podcast to talk about their journey of running their own business. Um, But as usual, I just want to finish and remind you that remember, you can have everything you want. You truly can have it all. We just have to be willing to be patient, put in the work and finally truly, truly believe that we really are worthy of having it all. I'm wishing you a beautiful rest of your week wherever you are and I will be bringing another podcast episode to you very, very soon.